Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Stocks plummeting, airlines slashing flights, countries closing borders, and motor racing certainly not top of the agenda. Welcome to the latest Full Throttle podcast from Eurosport for Monday the 16th of March 2020. And a totally unprecedented situation continues with the global outbreak of what has now been confirmed as a pandemic. The coronavirus strand COVID-19 really meaning that motorcycle racing ain't going nowhere for the near future. Following the World Superbike season opener in Australia on the weekend of the 29th of February and 1st of March, in which we saw three different winners from three different races for the first time since the three-race format was introduced at the start of last year, we've had all sorts of decimation to various race calendars. Now, the British Superbike Championship at the moment, unaffected in terms of date changes. Whether that will happen remains to be seen. I understand a number of scenarios are being considered and the championship, of course, will be following government advice. We'll see what happens over the next few weeks. As for World Superbikes, the calendar totally reshuffled as things stand. Qatar still to be confirmed. Could it happen at the end of the year? Hereth was supposed to be happening at the end of March. That's now been moved to an end of season date of the weekend of the 24th and 25th of October, which would follow two weeks after Argentina, which in turn is now back to back with the French round, which has been moved to avoid a clash with MotoGP. So that now means that Magnicor, the French round of World Superbikes, would clash with Donington GP, the BSB round, later on in the year. But at the moment, we just don't know what's going to happen. On paper, the next World Superbike round stands to be Assen for round two in mid-April, followed by Imola in early May. But both of those rounds are certainly under threat. Aragon would be happening on the weekend of the 23rd and 24th of May. As for MotoGP, they managed to get their Qatar around underway only with Moto2 and Moto3 because they were already there for a test session a few days before. But since then, all sorts of changes to the MotoGP calendar. As things stand, Spain with Jerez is set to open the MotoGP season. A very late start on the 3rd of May, followed by the rest of the races in their 
use your positions until you get towards the end of the year, with Thailand having now been moved to early October, which pushes Aragon a week back. And then we've got two triple headers to end the season as things stand. So across halfway through October to the beginning of November, we'll have Japan, Australia and Malaysia, then one week off and then another triple header, the Grand Prix of Americas at the Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas, Argentina a week after that. And both of those events were supposed to be happening in the next few weeks at the start of the season. And Valencia, as things stand, pushed all the way back now to the weekend of the 28th and 29th of November. However, moving goalposts, the whole sporting season under major threat at the moment, not just motor racing, but football and pretty much every other sport you could mention. Greg Haynes here talking to you on a very, very horrible, pouring, rainy, wet day in Barcelona, Spain. It really just does complement the mood of people here at the moment. Here in Spain, we're in a two-week emergency, not quite lockdown yet, but an emergency situation. All bars and restaurants are closed and have been for the last two days for at least two weeks. Supermarkets are open. They're just about the only public place, apart from hospitals and anything medical related that is actually still open. The UK seems as though it's moving towards a lockdown situation. I see that Germany's closed its borders. We know about Italy already and just talking to people around the world, whether it's in America, whether it's in Australia, everybody's got the same concerns. Supermarkets, panic buying, nothing left on the shelves when it comes to toilet rolls in particular, but also meats, bread, eggs, all the dairy products. We really do have an unprecedented situation on our hands at the moment. Now, if we can just try and focus on racing, which seems a very difficult thing to do at the moment, A, because there's not much to talk about, quite frankly, because we've only had that one World Superbike round in Australia. But we have had a bit of testing and we haven't heard from any of the BSB riders so far this year. So let's catch up now on the line this morning with Jason Ahalloran, who's just been at Loughborough University and was recently testing the McCams Yamaha ahead of hopefully, touch wood, the start of the BSB season in a few weeks from now. Jason Halloran. So, Jace, first of all, Loughborough University, a lot going on there? <laughs> uh, not today. <laughs> it's uh, a little bit quiet down there with the uh, with the coronavirus job, but um, yeah, another another day. It's uh, another day at work for me, I guess you could call it. Um, still still trying to prepare for the new season and um, get everything done that we need to do. So um, yeah, just uh, cruise along, uh, trying to trying to steer clear of the um, the, uh, the virus going around and um, yeah, stay healthy at the moment. Yeah, how's it been for you and for folks out in Australia? Because there's a lot of panic buying going on out there as well, isn't there? Yeah, I think everyone's stocked up on loo roll at the minute. Don't know what yeah, for. Did you see, yeah, did you see the video of the two women fighting in the supermarket? <laughs> it's absolutely madness, isn't it? It's like, it's, yeah, it's just a mad world at the minute. You know, it's um, I, I guess you know everyone everyone goes into a bit of panic when stuff like this goes on, but we all just um, we all just need to stay calm and um, you know it'll, it'll all sort itself out eventually. There's some clever people in the world and. Um, and they'll get the job sorted, I'm sure. Yeah, I agree with you. Let's just hope it happens sooner rather than later, but it's got to be done properly, as you say. Okay, let's go back then to 2019. What a weird year it was, in a way, for you, Jace, with McCam Yamaha, because you were so strong through testing, and so was your teammate, Taz McKenzie. And in the end, it was a really tough year for the team, wasn't it? It just didn't seem to pan out, and obviously you had your injuries. How are you feeling now? Yeah, you know, uh, 2019 for me was just... Um, 
it was it was a little bit of a disaster. I'm honest, you know, it was um, you know it started with so much promise. Uh, I felt really good as soon as I got on the Yamaha. Um, you know, everything was going going pretty cool, and then uh, picked up my first first uh, injury at the Alton Park test the week after Silverstone. Uh, just about got over that, and then picked up my next injury, which was um, you know the sort of beginning at the end of my year. Really, it was um, it was so tough to ride through, and you know it was a it was a really difficult period. So um, yeah, unsatisfying year without a question. Um, you know it was uh, yeah it was not what I was wanting or expecting. Hopefully we can we can rewrite the wrongs and. Um, you know, win a couple of races and uh, be a consistent front runner. Just to underline how difficult it was for you, I think it started to to hit the paddock, didn't it, as to just how how hurt you were as the season went on, and it was actually pretty impressive what you did despite the injury. Just how bad was it? Just how painful and difficult was it? You know, it was. I've I've been through a lot of a lot of injuries in my career, and uh, you know, in 2018 I had leg injury and a, and a small back injury, and um, you know, I've I've been through all sorts, but. Um, you know, this is the first first time that I've dealt with with shoulder injuries. Uh, probably the most difficult injury I've had to deal with, uh, especially racing through it. Um, you know, you can see at the moment with um, with Marquez. You know, he's he's the by far the best best rider on the planet, and uh, it even even slows someone like him down. You know, so it's um, yeah, it's a difficult difficult injury. Um, you know, the 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 physios at the track um, and the people that were helping me were the only. You know, the only reason why I kept racing. Without them guys, there's, there's no way I would have got through a weekend. Um, you know, so it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was really tough. You know, I, I didn't really sleep properly for about three months. You know, I, I went through every emotion under the sun with, you know, bad results and pain in the arm and all the rest of it. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a relief to get to the end of the year, really. So, um, you know, we had some time off after the season. Um, Dr. Leonard, Professor Leonard Funk was looking after me um, over in over Manchester way, um, and uh, yeah, we got the got the shoulder sorted out. Um, and uh, you know, as I sit here today, I'm I'm pretty much back to normal. So really looking forward to the to the new season ahead. I'm fired up for it. I uh, can't wait to get started and uh, yeah, starting fit and healthy. So um, can't wait to go. Well, that's great news. That is very very good to hear. It must be really difficult at times though, as an extreme athlete or any sportsman because obviously. You get the plaudits from the media and, you know, the press and the television and everything else when things are going well. But you're under constant scrutiny, even when things aren't going well. It must be, you know, how do you actually deal with that? It's, you know, it's, it's, so, it's so hard, you know. It's, uh, on, your, on your really good days, it's amazing. You know, everyone's behind you and um, media are on your side and all the rest of it. And, um, you know, on your bad days, you sort of, you know, you get forgotten about pretty quickly. But... You know, you sort of, you just, uh, you learn to deal with that. You know, I've, I've been around a while now and, um, you know, you just try and try and be a bit of a flatliner, you know, not, not too many highs, not too many lows. Um, you know, just try and try and keep it consistent. Um, but, uh, but yeah, de- definitely 2019, um, you know, has, has probably been the, or probably was the most difficult season that I've had just, just from, um, you know, knowing that I had to try and somehow perform, but knowing that I was turning up to the to the races, you know, less than <laughs> in a less than ideal situation. So it was, uh, yeah, super, super tough at the time, and um, I was really glad to, to see the end of the season. That's for sure. One positive, of course, a big positive for you guys is that unlike most of the teams on the grid, there's good consistency at McCams, isn't there? There's no changes to the lineup. All the personnel seem the same. That's got to be a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for me, consistency was the key, and 
know, I, it would have been a sad, it would have been a sad situation. You know, pretty pretty much the the season was written off with with me not being healthy. So you know, it would have been, it wouldn't have been the the best outcome if we didn't continue. So I was really happy to get that done quite early um, with Steve, um, you know, and all the guys at McCams to to push us forward into the new year. And um, you know, it's um, it's it's a it's a new you know a new scenario for me this year. I know the Yamaha now. I know the team. I know what works. I know what doesn't. I know what to expect, um, you know, so it's, uh, it's a different scenario. And uh, I feel, you know, I feel much more prepared for this year. Although last year, you know, I ended testing on top and I was fast and all the rest of it. I actually feel more prepared this year than what I did last year. And, um, you know, I feel like our foundations are much stronger. I feel like we're in a better a better position, even though we've not uh, made any headlines through testing. We've been, been working away under the radar a little bit and, um you know, building those foundations for the for the season to come, and uh, I think it's um, you know it's going to show when we get to the first couple of races. Yeah, and as you say, you've had some testing, haven't you, in Spain already? Almeria was the most recent one. How did that one go? Is there anything new on the bike this year? Is there anything feeding a lot better than last year? Yeah, the, the bike's quite different. You know, it's um, although it looks similar, you know, from the outside, it, it is quite different. The way the engine works is quite different. It's it's um, it's got a little bit more power. The bike revs a little bit more. Mm. It's got the, the the small amount arrow on the front of the fairing, which makes a makes a little a little step for us, which is cool. And and then we've got new parts, which we didn't get to use last year, with new fuel tank, the new seat unit. Um, you know, there's some new links to test, and there's there's parts coming all the time for us. So the bike's always evolving. But um, you know, how I feel on the bike at the minute is good. Um, you know, physically I feel in great shape. Um, feel comfortable on the bike with what I'm doing and uh, as the you know the, the start of the season progresses and, and we get into the year so um, yeah like I said I'm looking forward to what's ahead and I feel I feel more prepared and more ready um, you know and, and uh, right now I can't wait to can't wait to go racing and I don't know if it's the same Jason in BSB but I've certainly heard that in world superbike spec the Yam could have anything as much as maybe even 11 horsepower more than last year now I don't know how true that is but if that is true that's quite a staggering improvement, isn't it, over one off-season from Yamaha? Yeah, absolutely. I think Yamaha have done a fantastic job. Um, you know, it's uh, I don't I don't know the numbers for our bike on on how much better it is, but it definitely feels stronger on track. Um, the the tracks that we've been to, uh, Almeria and Monteblanco, we rolled. I also rode the old bike at those tracks, um, and we you know we have been slightly faster in a straight line, so that's definitely positive. Um, you know, until we until we get around the other bike, until we get around the Ducati and the Cowie and the new Honda and stuff like that, it's it's hard to know exactly um, you know where we're going to stand. But uh, I think for sure we're going to hold our own. Um, you know, we're going to be more competitive than we were last year with the old bike. Um, and you know, look at look at Phillip Island. You know, Yamaha have already won a race this year at World Championship yeah. level. Um, you know, and uh, for me, that's that's you know that's only good signs and. Um, you know, hopefully we can we can do the same in BSB and um, you know get both of us up the up the very sharp end this year. Obviously, one of the main differences with BSB compared to World Superbikes is the circuits are so much more varied, aren't they? So, do you have to sort of go into the air thinking? Do you sort of pinpoint which the best circuits might be, and then which the damage limitation tracks might be, and base your race weekend around that? Yeah, like um, you know, last year it was all new to me because I, I'd um, you know I'd ridden the Honda for so many years. I sort, of, I sort of knew what to expect in the tracks that we were going to, but with the Yamaha, I had no experience at all. So it was sort of, you know, I turn up to a track which maybe you think would be really good and actually wasn't, or vice versa. So I sort of got a little bit of knowledge on that now. Um, you know, I know, I definitely know which track the bike is going to work at. 
um, and some of the things that we were working on throughout testing was to, to make the bike better at the tracks that it was weak at last year. Uh, so, you know, hopefully we can have a, a more consistent sort of feel to the year and look to the year, you know, because last year you see some tracks where the Yamaha was so strong and then the other tracks where we were, you know, it was just it was just not good enough. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's hopefully going to smooth that line out a little bit, not have so many peaks and troughs and... Um, you know, we can we can have a more consistent um, challenge on on the job this year. And you never really know, do you, with the nature of PSB, with the showdown and the way everything tends to go down to the wire. But would we be silly to assume that Ducati's not the favourite at the moment, at least at the start of the year, going into the season? Uh, you know, I, I think yeah, I think that Ducati has to be the favourite at the moment. You know, they've uh, you know with Brooks still on the bike and um, Ridewell. You know, they they both uh, had a had a huge amount of podiums and wins last year between them so you know they, they have to be the favorites without a doubt um then you've got you know christian's moved across to ducati as well and i expect him to, to have a strong year so um you know it's um you have to for sure you have to say they're they're the they're the guys that everyone's looking at and um they're the benchmark at the moment but um you know yamaha's made a good improvement uh i'm fit and healthy again like you know if you look back to last year before before I got hurt, I was I was a match for the Ducati. So, you know, we we have to um, you know we have to believe that we're we're going to be as fast you know and, and can compete with them and uh, can do that from the very first race. So, you know, hopefully that's the case. Um, you never know with BSB. There'll always be someone. You know, there's a few guys change teams this yeah. year. There'll always be someone pop up that you're not expecting. Um, but uh, you know, there's a good a good chunk of guys there that are going to be strong. It's going to be as competitive as ever. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I can't wait to get in there, get the elbows out and, um, you know, see what we've got. And while we've got a bit of downtime with races because of the coronavirus situation, I'm trying to ask people a bit more just to get into the real story of how did it all start for Jason the Haller and what was the first contact you had with the motorcycle? <laughs> um, first contact I had with the motorcycle was, um, I was probably, I think it was four, four years old. Um, we had a, we had a, it was actually a Suzuki dealership uh, close to where we live, um, and and my dad bought me a, a little, uh, I think it was a JR50 um, for Christmas. I can't remember what year it was now, but it was, um, yeah, I was, I was four years old. So um, uh, my grandparents had a had a farm at the time, started tearing around there. Um, <laughs> yeah, then went to the to the local motocross track. It was um, called Mount Kembler, and uh, yeah, had the first uh, first couple of races up there. So. Um, yeah, good times, good memories, um, and uh, you know what a what, what a road it, it led you know led me on. You know, it's um, the journey we've been on since then has been amazing. You know, there's been plenty of plenty of ups, plenty of downs, plenty of lefts and rights, but um, yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. Absolutely love it. It's quite funny because you were born in 1987, and obviously Wayne Gardner from Australia won his title in 1987. Casey Stoner won his in 2007. Seems to be all the sevens, but can you remember watching people like Wayne Gardner when you were growing up, Jace? Yeah, for me, um, Wayne was, you know, I was a little bit too young when, when he was racing. Um, I sort of caught the, I caught the back end of sort of the, the doing era. Um, you know, when, when he was winning GPs, I, I was sort of, you know, old enough to be watching it and be into it then. And that, that sort of, that sort of um, got my interest in road racing. And from that point onwards was sort of like, I don't know why I was so young, but I just sort of loved road racing and sort of lost a little bit of interest in dirt bikes. Um, and, uh, you know, I was just, I was just waiting to be old enough to get on road bikes. And in Australia, we were lucky enough to, um, 
uh, it was called the Morawaki 80 uh, class, you know, it was um, a junior road racing series that got started and, um, you know, I'd turn up to those events when I was underage and watch, you know, watch guys like Brooks and uh, Brock Parks and Anthony West and all them guys riding these bikes and um, Chris Van Mullen and, um, you know, I couldn't wait to be old enough to get on them and that's sort of how we got started in road racing. So, yeah, it's a little while ago now, but still remember it like it was yesterday. It's amazing, though, when you think about it. And obviously, yeah, we can add Mick Doohan into one of those sevens as well for his 97 year. But, um, yeah, it's funny that you, you know, grew up looking up to people like Josh Brooks and now you're racing with him. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit mad. Like, um, you know, I watched all them guys. Like I say, when I, when, I, when I wasn't old enough to race, I watched them all racing. And, um, you know, then, uh, you know, over the years, like before we left Australia, me and Josh were, were teammates for a couple of years. Then we sort of went our own way. He went to the World Championship and I came to, well, we came to BSB in the same year, but a couple of years um, later. Um, and then, yeah, just, um, yeah, now we're competing against each other. So, um, you know, it's, um, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, been a good road. It's been a, uh, you know, it's given me an amazing life and, and one that I really enjoy. So bike racing's been, been my whole life, really. So, um, so, yeah, it's cool. I suppose it's taken you to the UK as well, hasn't it? And completely changed your lifestyle from that point of view in terms of where you live. Yeah, it's mad. Like, um, you know, my whole, pretty much my whole adult life has been in the UK. You know, like uh, I moved yeah. here when I was when I was 20 or 21, um, you know, and, um, you know, I've got my house over here and my whole life is, is here really. Like, you know, I wish I got back to Australia more, but I don't get back there that much anymore. Like we get try and get back at least once a year. Um, you know, I'd love to spend a bit more time back there, but, um, you know, a lot of my time's tied up over here now and, you know, life just, life just goes in its own direction and, um, you know, you get more and more commitments as the, as the years go on. And, um, you know, as you get older, I remember when I was a kid, you know, uh, my parents and grandparents and that used to say, you know, don't don't wish time away. As you get older, time seems to go faster and you you don't take any notice of them. Yeah. Um, you know, when you when you get How older, true is that? it soon goes fast, you know. So, um, you know, time, yeah. time's bloody flying at the minute. Oh, tell me about it. It's scary, isn't it? Although they do say um, a lot of your best races come in your 30s, so that's where you are now. Yeah, you know, I've not reached my peak yet. <laughs> no I've way, no way. Yeah, so, you know, you look at uh, look at people like Johnny and that, you know, they're still, you know, Johnny's five-time world champion. He's in his 30s now, and, you know, you've only got to look at guys in Grand Prix like Dobby and Rossi and that, and, you know, um, you yeah. know, look back to BSB and, you know, Shaky. Shaky was in his late thirties or, or early forties, and and he was still he was still tearing it up. So um, yeah, still got plenty of good um, good years ahead of us. Yeah. The funny thing with Shaky is he gets younger every year. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. Um, so, Need to uh, try work out how he does that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I don't know what it is he has for breakfast, but we'll have to try and do the same thing. <laughs> Looking sharp. <laughs> what about BSB? Uh, just before we go, Jace. I mean, have you had any news as to what's going to happen this year? Obviously, for now. All of sports are just having to wait, aren't they, and follow government guidelines? But have you heard anything? I've not. I've not heard anything as yet. Um, you know, we we're very fortunate in BSB that um, Stuart and his team do a, do an amazing job for us all. Yeah. So um, yeah. you know, he'll he'll be on the case with it. Uh, we just need to sit back and wait, let them do their thing, and I'm sure they're you know they they want to go racing as much as everyone does. But um, you know, it's um, we have to just follow what the what the rules and regs say, you know, we, we can't do any more and it's a bit of a waiting game for everyone, which is, um, you know, it's frustrating for sure because, you know, we all, we all live by a bit of a schedule and by a racing season and, you know, it, um, it throws the job out of whack a little bit, but, um, you know, in, in times like these, we have to sit back, we have to be patient and, um, you know, as soon as we can get the race started, I'm, I'm sure they will. So, um, 
you know, if it doesn't start when it's meant to, it'll only make it more exciting and, and um, you know, everyone should look forward to it even more when it does get started. So um, we'll be out on a race before we know it. Yeah, I agree. If anybody's going to get the job done, it is Stuart Higgs and MSVR. What's the plan for you then now between whenever the first round is going to be? Are you just training? Maybe a bit of testing? Any more testing coming up? Yeah, so uh, at the moment, I'm just preparing as, as the as the season's going to start, you know, so schedule stays the same. Everything's staying the same up until up until we know any more. Uh, yeah. And then we might be able to adjust a few things. I, I was due to go back to Spain next week, uh, but that's obviously been cancelled now. So uh, we'll have to wait um, wait until flights get back up and running and um, and things get back to normal. If, if the season gets pushed back a little bit, I'll, I'll probably try and get a couple more days on the bike before the season starts. Um, and uh, but yeah, at the moment we've just got to play it by ear. We've got to got to wait and see what happens. And um, and yeah, hopefully um, hopefully the job gets a handle on it soon. I suppose it gives you a bit more time to watch this morning and loose women and some of the other daytime TV that's on. Yeah, exactly. Like a bit of loose women. So um, you know, every every, every <laughs> crowd and all that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Jason. Good luck with it all. And that's uh, I think going to be the headline for this week's show. <laughs> no. <laughs> No racing to enjoy at the moment, but we will be back with Full Throttle next week, Monday the 23rd of March, with more interviews from the world of motorcycle racing. But many thanks there to Jason Halloran. If it comes to human endeavour, he certainly deserves to win the BSB title this year, doesn't he? After a really, really difficult 2019, blighted by injuries, far worse than most people thought at the time many thanks from me greg haynes for listening we will be back as soon as possible next week with more interviews and we'll see what the situation is then in terms of race calendars but i must be honest with you i'm not expecting too much positive news too soon it's a step-by-step process and all of these championships are of course following government guidelines which are what have forced the cancellation and postponement of some of these events so far if it comes down to the championship organizers you can guarantee that they will want these races to be happening provided it is a safe environment for everybody keep safe everyone speak to you next week and thanks for listening to full throttle imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.